0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All
2: of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: I'm going to clock here on the
4: morning you get cursed show. just like. I mean, you just <laughs> you you you
1: complain about music. You just went to a Dwight Yoakam concert. Like, what are you looking for? Is this Dwight Yoakam? It's close enough. No, it ain't.
3: Look, I want to say something.
1: What? Dwight Yoakam is a honky tonk <laughs> man.
3: I like country music, and I'm glad that Beyonce has given me the power.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> to say that I've always liked even, it. I ain't even. But
3: I listen, I listen to everything, to be honest. So.
1: Yeah, anyway, I, I don't well, even good know to, what to get say. that off
3: my chest publicly. Um. <laughs>
4: If I, I caught the
3: song's a wound in the feels. middle of the
4: break, man, my, did. my, my son, who is three, FaceTime me for my wife's phone. They're on their way to work and daycare. This. And he said, Daddy, we don't want you to go to work anymore. And I was like, well, buddy, that's uh, something daddy has to do. And then he asked me if I was in the basement, um, which is, <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes when I have to do like a like a call or something, when I'm hopping on a, a show with somebody or doing, you know, like a Zoom call. That's when I like. Hey, Daddy's gonna go down to go to work real quick in the basement. So he thinks. Hey, you're in, in the, the basement. Well, yeah, he was. That was really sad, man. Just face He's like, Daddy, we don't want you to work anymore. I'm like, buddy, look. Uh, first of all, this is. <laughs> I think it's a little just bit pull aggressive. him
3: aside. And be like, hey, do you like milk? Uh,
4: it, yeah,
1: one, of gonna, one of these days he's gonna. Golly.
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I love
4: kids. <laughs> one of these days he's gonna get to be like 15 or 16, and be like, yeah, this is hardly working, buddy. I got n- <laughs> <laughs> is, is yeah. you're gonna find out what work is at some point in your life, and this
1: is uh, this is borderline to say the least. Well, Tiffany's living proof that loving kids and being good with them are two different things. Yeah.
3: Okay, well, buddy, you like drinking this milk? You like this food?
1: Yeah. That's well, hey, go to do you, work. Are you, is that what your dad said to you? Do? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, so Donnie B was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, little Tiffy. No. You I like that? You like those you Cheerios like those chicken nuggets you had last night, kid? <laughs>
4: yeah, no, Donnie B was always
3: that. really nice. I was the I was.
4: I t- I I told Tiff. You were I you. That was, was
3: me. I said, Tiff,
4: don't judge my dad voice that I'm about to use. I did you. Talk very softly to my children. You know, it's it's uh it's not not quite down here. When I was uh when I was coaching, <laughs> it was always right here, and then I would see my kids and I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> People would be like, who who are you, man? But isn't yeah. isn't
3: there not that you should talk to them in your coach voice, but there is research in talking to them. As if they were many adults.
4: No, we we ha- we did. We uh, we actually had that conversation about six months ago, where it, ca- it you had to pivot from baby talk to get into like
1: toddler speech, you know. Yeah. But but it just comes along it's, when they can start talking. Then you tell them you, know you
3: got to go to work. Maybe yeah.
1: that's uh, that's it's how kids day. get along with me. I, I talk to them normal because yeah. I was. It's funny. Well, she, y'all are on the same you know. Plane. Well, it's funny because uh, we were at we were at Cancun's <laughs> no last night, and uh, uh,
3: don't drive by one of one of
1: one. Of, um, one I'm not going to even find it. This you want to hear more disrespect? One of our friends from our neighborhood, uh, the 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 mom came in with her two daughters, and I obviously know the dad pretty well. And one of the daughters goes, "My daddy's taller than you." Oof. And I looked at her oh and I God. said, "I did." I took my hat off and I go, "Yeah." But I got more hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: Amy's face was like... Ding. Round one. Are you serious? Like, you're talking with a little girl like that? I don't give a damn. I got more hair than our dad. Yeah, it's it's, I hope he yeah, knows like,
3: it. it's <laughs> hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> How many flashbacks to the Peyton Manning SNL? Yeah. Play 60 yeah, 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 yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. that was so good. Oh, boy. All right. Dylan, because we get so sidetracked sometimes, did I already say zero res? No. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. This hour, brought to you by Zero Res. Smart. Lasting. Clean. Well, chief national reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, he joined Dukes and Bell yesterday, and he told the guys that he has been told that the Falcons will be aggressive when it comes to moving up in the draft and drafting their QB.
0: I was told him before we had Terry on the show that they were going to be aggressive going to get their quarterback. So to me, the aggression is moving up in the draft to get a guy they like. Now, are you going to be able to get one of the top three teams to come off the pick? Because they all need quarterbacks. So what does that mean? It probably means getting up to four where Arizona is just so nobody can leapfrog you if they decide to do that. I don't think someone like Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins is the first option. I don't know. I don't have any science that. Mm -hmm. Jerry Fontenot, sure, didn't make me feel like that was the case. I think all things are on the table, though. I think they understand they've got a roster that is playoff worthy. they just got to upgrade a quarterback. Again, my First inclination is that they're going to go out and try to get a young guy, but if that doesn't work, then maybe they make a move for a veteran if one's available. That's the predicament because Chicago may decide to make a move for Justin Fields quickly, or when free agency starts, somebody may make a move for Kirk Cousins quickly. So Mm. then that really narrows things down for the draft because just the veteran free agents and players available for the trade, even including Russell Wilson, takes a step down.
4: Mm. I have seen a number of reports, too, that there m- could be a move for Justin Fields as early as this week with everybody, like Tiff's point, you go out to dinner at the Combine and people start having these conversations, and it's like all of a sudden that needs to be the first domino to fall, doesn't it? I mean, that yeah. that, that kind of is the – that's the first step in this offseason, is it not?
1: Well, it is, but they also – remember Chicago made this bold statement that somehow came out of their building from Ryan Poles or someone in, the, in, the, in their office and said, "Well, oh, we're going to have a decision by, like, the end of Combine week, which – is yeah. exactly what we it's, talked about earlier is what happens during combine week. You find out you find out what value is, how many people want him, what you can get for him. And all these. Also, you get to meet with Caleb Williams, and you get to meet with him. You. That's the other thing that, like, and, and Steve said it at some point in this interview. He's like, dude, the workouts don't matter, like, for quarterbacks in these things because the guys, the, the top three are going to throw at their pro days. The other guys, they need guys to just throw to the receivers out there. He goes, but... But the number one thing is these meetings. You get to sit down finally after all this time. You get to sit with Caleb Williams, and you get to find out a little bit about him and a little bit into who he is.
4: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I've been I've been trying to rack my brain. Maybe you guys can help me with it. What would be the value in 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 holding off on a decision other than trying to find the best trade partner? And I think that obviously there's something to that. But as far as Justin Fields is concerned. I think that if Chicago is wanting to do right by Justin Fields, they need to make the decision soon, right? Like, if they're going to get rid of him, you should probably know by the end of combine week, right? If they're going to draft a guy, you should know by the end of combine week. If not, go ahead and stake your claim on him and say, look, like, like, hey, this is our guy, much in the way that Kyler Murray and Arizona's, uh, you know, social media team did over the the last couple days. And don't
1: forget that they traded the number one pick last year, I want to say the week after the combine or maybe the week, I think it was the week might've been right before free agency started. It might've been the Friday of tampering. Um, cause our show hadn't started yet. I know I was still doing Dukes and Bells. I remember when the, tr- when the trade went down and I was like, man, you know, Carolina gave wh- up, uh, you know, uh, ooh, right. too much. The house. Um, and so it was after they had gotten at the combine. I'm going to check the date real quick, but it was around. And But the Justin Fields thing this year is very similar. It's the first domino. It will happen before free agency. And then there are a couple of teams that are looking for, for veteran quarterbacks for their teams, and now they're going to know where they can go and who's available, if that makes sense.
3: One of those teams could end up being the Falcons. That's something that Weish talked about. If they decide to go for a veteran quarterback – And he answered if Baker Mayfield would be a good option for the Falcons again when he joined our Dukes and Bell.
0: I tell you what, if he's available the first day of free agency, I could see Atlanta being played with Baker Mayfield. He Played in a system like Zach Robinson, remember when he came to L.A.? And he was really good. I mean, he came in with four or five games left, started on a week's worth of practice, and was really good. And I think what Dave Canales did with him down in Tampa last year, his confidence now is probably where it should be. So I think Baker Mayfield would actually be an excellent fit. I don't know if it's going to happen, but Tampa, if they want to compete and roll with it one more time with that roster that they have, which is aging, they better lock him up because the first day of free agency, he might be gone.
4: I, I First of all, if you're in your car listening, and I'm going to challenge everybody in the studio to do the same thing, just take a deep breath and take five seconds before you really make a decision on what you would think of Baker Mayfield in a Falcons uniform. Because I think, I think immediately you have probably felt a certain way about him playing against you twice last year or however many times in the past and saying, this is I feel a certain way about Baker Mayfield or he has a certain ceiling or he is this or he is that. I got to be honest with y'all. I'd be okay with it. Ding. You got to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. I got to be honest with you. I'd be okay with it. And not only that, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I don't know how much I'm, I'm scratching and clawing to go back to Tampa. I know he said before that, like, uh, you know, I want to be in Tampa. If Mike Evans is out and Dave Canales is out, uh, listen, I I don't know. eh. You know, it's not like your offensive line was great last year. If you're missing Dave Canales and all of a sudden you're
1: missing your number one, dude, I would have a, a – I would I'm look out, all around. I would
3: say I'm out, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: I'd be look,
3: looking.
1: Godwin's still good, and you know that, Tiffany. You get to cover yes, him. Kate yes. Dotton's good. Yes. You get to cover him. Um, Rashad White is good. You're getting the – you're getting a guy from the Rams, the uh, – what's our guy's name uh, that came over – that's going over to the OC that was like – I think he was the pass game coordinator or run game coordinator or something there in, in LA. Um, so, game. so, so you're going to be familiar with him already. Personally, I've defended Baker Mayfield a lot. I thought he, I thought he had a rough go at first in Cleveland because of the stuff, and a lot of people say the same about Justin Fields. I have no issues with Baker Mayfield coming here. He's a, he agitates me <laughs> because he he's got a little attitude, but that's no different Hot than kettle. Mike, so like true. I said, that's he so agitates me a little bit. That's
4: so true. But that's a oh guy God, you. My God, that's
1: spot on. But is he not the kind of guy you want on your team? There's no doubt. Yes, there's, there's no, no doubt. doubt that attitude and that grit and
4: that kind of trash talk that, that I think a lot of guys like to see from their quarterback, right? And 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 here's the thing: you're not gonna overspend on Baker the way you would if you're trying to bring in Kirk Cousins.
1: Absolutely, right? you're not. gonna
4: get value at that position and. I don't know, I don't think you I don't know that anybody right now is looking at him and saying, hey, he's the next 10 years, he's our quarterback, but you get a little bit of a stopgap in order to kind of analyze more where you're at. And I just like like I said, you can say all you want to about the run game coordinator being brought in from LA and all this other stuff and and Godwin. If I'm looking and I'm Baker Mayfield and I see Zach Robinson here and I see the the you know the the solidified offensive line, I know some people don't think that. But I, I'm 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 giving a hard look to Atlanta, dude, and and he had a couple up close looks at him last year.
1: Spotrack has his market value at four years, hundred eight million. That would average out to uh, twenty seven million a year. Which right now we're like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. That's, that's half what you would have to pay somebody else. You were saving, you'd be saving thirty six million dollars over two years. Compared to what Kirk Cousins would give you, and Baker can still move around. I mean, he's shifty, man. He made some runs against us. Like, remember that game last year? If he makes a run in Tampa that puts him in range, throws the pick
4: like next play. But yeah,
3: stay with yeah. us here on the morning no. shift. Can you
1: just <laughs> not for once, <laughs> because
3: later on in the show we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. That is going down Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. But you have a chance to try to win four of them if you stay tuned. I'll let you know when to call in. Up next here on The Morning Shift, more rule changes ahead for the NFL. We'll tell you what could be on the docket next. And is this the deepest running back free agent market that we've seen in a while? We'll discuss here. That's next when we go in the huddle on The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
2: Go ahead. With the morning shift, it's time for the show on Sports Radio 92.9 The game. It's
1: time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring
2: it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings
1: within the huddle on the morning shift.
3: Get in the heart of the NFL site. I uh, knew I was supposed to read a different read.
4: What sorcery is Gosh, this, darn. Tiff?
3: Try again. Can I play the music again, Dayday? What don't, sorcery don't is this? Dayday. You give me these judgmental looks. You did. You did. Like be better. And I'm sorry. I let the, I let the team down. From a healthier <laughs> weight to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the Farmer's Dog, the effects can feel magical.
4: What sorcery is this?
3: None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50 percent off your first box at thefarmer'sdog.com/slash/no-magic. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yes, I love it.
3: (laughs) Dana's like, you need to let the music breathe, Tiffany. You need to land, you need to stick the landing with your reads. So I'm going to be better, Day, Day, I I promise. Okay. Could this be the deepest running back free agent market we've seen in a while? Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard are all expected to become free agents in what promises to be a star studded running back market. This is what sources told ESPN. On Monday, so the Las Vegas Raiders they will attempt to re-sign Jacobs, but they are not expected to tag him. That is per league sources, uh, especially with his franchise tag costing 14 million dollars or over that. The New York Giants will speak with Barkley and explore a deal with him, but they are also unlikely to tag him for upwards of 12 million. And the Dallas Cowboys are not expected to use the same. $12 million tag for Tony Pollard, again, sources telling ESPN. we we'll get to Derrick Henry in a
1: minute. Yeah, I expect Josh Jacobs to have a chance to resign sign there in Vegas because um, once uh, our boy um, – what's the old coach there? I can't, is it? Josh
3: McDaniels. Yeah, I don't know
1: why this blanked on me. When Josh McDaniels was gone, he was happy. Him and Antonio Pierce, uh, they were on the same page. And he's been a very good running back there. So I would think that Antonio Pierce wants to try to keep him. Maybe they're already working on something. That's why they're not going to. I could be wrong. Uh, the Saquon Barkley stuff, I just don't know. I don't know.
3: Well, let me jump in here about the um, uh, the Josh Jacobs stuff because I knew he wanted to be there. We had them week one when they mm-hmm. were, you know, coming on the heels of all of the what? A little bit. Not drama, I should say. No, it was drama. It was bit, yeah, it was, it was drama. drama was probably the better, best word to use. But he wanted to be there. He was doing a number of crazy different offseason trainings. So I think he did find his footing again with that team. And then, as you mentioned now, having Antonio Pierce there being happy. Okay, on to Saquon.
1: I just don't I don't know what the Giants are supposed to do. I know that they love him there. Like, the ownership loves him. Uh, he's, he's
3: a model citizen.
1: He is. But he doesn't. Sorry, Mike. He doesn't stay healthy. A lot. He's been has some injury plagued seasons. Why, why am I catching strays? Because every time I say that, <laughs> you you go you go. Be careful, be careful. You do. You and do. so I'm just gonna go ahead and you know clarify that. To be honest, I, I'm not. I don't know where New York is. Like I'm so confused on where they are. They've got a good coach, I think. Their quarterback situation seems to be a little up in the air. Do you resign Saquon because you need Saquon? If because Daniel Jones is gonna be there another year because of the money. So I, I just don't know what their what they do there, I think Saquon could go to another team that maybe had a second option, and he could just, you know, imagine him in, like, Dallas with the way their offense is set up right now. But the the thing is, is if you're the Giants, can you afford to give him all this money when he hasn't showed he can stay healthy? No, you can't. You can't, you
4: can't afford to do that. And, and, and I think that goes for this list on here that I see about eight other guys. I think that goes for a lot of them. I mean, we're talking about Gus Edwards. We're talking about J.K. Dobbins. Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, DeAndre Swift. All those guys have had their share of it, and that's just the nature of the beast at the running back position. And honestly, looking at this list, I feel sorry for these guys because guess what? They all ain't going to land places.
3: But can we just talk about the outlier from this list, Derrick Henry? Yeah. Okay, because the Titans, according to sources, uh, are not uh, going to tag him. So.
4: And you think he's an outlier, why?
3: Because he's done it consistently. He has come back from injuries in the past before. But the longevity, and just I'm trying to look at everybody on this list. But even just the physical nature, if you are just looking at him,
4: oh, he's a stud. He's he's
3: just like uh, the height, you know, skill set that he brings as well. He's a bigger dude. Like again, I've explained how I've been next to him, talked to Derek number of times, and it's like talking to a a a linebacker or a (laughs) even maybe even a defensive end. Like so. And I see the work that he puts in during the offseason as well. I don't know. I feel like health-wise, he's still got it. I know that he still believes that he's still got it, and there's no reason to doubt that he doesn't have it.
4: I I don't think there's any doubt that he has it. Um, He is 30, and I, I think the question you have to ask yourself on the open market is, can we draft somebody in the third or fourth round that can give us 80% of the value that he's going to give us for a tenth of the price?
1: The thing about Derrick Henry to me is 15, 16, 16, 15, 16, 8, 16, 17. That's the games he's played in in his career each season. He, to Tiffany's point, the reason he's so can you know, he's consistently healthy because he's a freak of nature. Exactly. He is a durable freak of nature, and I mean that in – with all, I mean that is just like the, uh, a high compliment. He could go down as one of the greatest running backs ever, if he could continue to stay healthy for maybe three or four more years. I, was, I think he's already well, he's already there. So, if I'm uh, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm calling. I'm calling him. I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey man, you want to come? Could you
3: imagine him on Baltimore? Oh
1: yeah, I could, I could, <gasps> and I, that's why I'm like Lamar, because I mean, the, imagine they had him against that's Kansas City. Just, that's so excited. Uh, I can imagine him mean, if I was him, I'd probably go to Dallas. With
4: their offensive line, mm. the ability they have up front, their guards are unbelievable.
3: That sounds good and all, but again, it's Dallas and I feel like there's too many guys What
1: if he went to just, San Francisco and they, they had the dual the true mm, dual threat nah, thing? No. Nah. Mm. Too many guys you have to feed.
3: Too too many. I think Baltimore would be the perfect spot for him. Uh hey, this from Ian Rappaport he just tweeted this. The Bucks are releasing Former Pro Bowl pass rusher Shaq Barrett, a source said, clearing cap space with important contract decisions ahead. Yeah. Hey, he, hey.
1: he was also due $15 million, I think, in a bonus next Ooh. month. Um, hey, 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 Ra. <laughs> you get on the phone.
4: Go ahead, Terry. <laughs> Go, on. Go on ahead, Terry.
1: <laughs> I mean, I am in this, I am in this, I don't care, bringing every guy. Look, I, I went through the um, the edge pass rushers that are available this uh, free agency and the top ten, and you look at the you know you've got Brian Burns, Danil Hunter, Josh Allen's, Adarius Smith, Jonathan Grenard, who I love, hometown guy, um, you know Chase Young and Jadavian Cluny, I don't even I don't put I don't think they're up there. But you had now you had Shaq Barrett and Leonard Floyd to that. They're out there.
3: To the rule changes now, the NFL adopted new rules for fair catches on kickoffs last year, and one of the league's top. One of the league's top executives said Monday that there will be another proposed change coming this year. Executive vice president of football operations, Troy Vincent said that there is no question that a proposal is coming this offseason. Last year's rule change, which gave teams the ball at the 25 yard line, if they call a fair catch inside the 25 led to just 22% of kickoffs being returned. And the league's goal is to see that number go up.
4: Yeah. I mean, the, the it's the most exciting play in football when it happens, right? When you have a kickoff when, return yeah. and 20% of the time being returned is just not, it's not acceptable. They have to find a middle ground, right? And I know that there was a talk about them adopting Tiff, if you got your XFL sweater on today, whatever the XFL or UFL or whatever the rules the XFL, were, yeah, yeah. where the, you know, where the, where the cover team is already down there. Um, and I know there was talk of that. That's, they're not even using those. I, from, from what I understand, the UFL will not be using those rules. So I don't know. There, there's got to be a nice middle ground. There has to be, you know, I don't, I think the the Alliance League it was like a, you could you could try an onside play, uh, I think it was, where you could actually run a play on like fourth and 15 from your own 40 or whatever. So there, there's going to be something out there. And this is, to me, one of those things that will forever change. I don't think they're ever going to get to a point where they're going to say this is perfect because year in and year out, there's going to be more data, there's going to be more activity and, and all these things going on. So, I'd be interested to see where the road leads with this rule change, but it's it's never going to be perfect for them, I don't think.
3: This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. I, for one, am a fan of seeing you two try to scheme against each other. It's quite comical. Yeah. And Mike will get to tee off first. What you got for Mike I dub? got
4: Top 5 Tuesday. We mentioned it early in the week. Sting, the the, the wrestler, is retiring this Again. weekend. right? He's retiring after four decades in the sport. He's going to retire this weekend. So I had to come up with my top five Tuesday list of all-time greatest professional wrestlers. You're not going to want to miss this. I don't think Bo is going to like it very much.
1: It's more than just sports talk. This is the Morning Shift.
4: I'm in.
2: Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for miked Up on The Morning Shift.
4: Woo! Top 5 Tuesday on Mic'd Up. It got... Uh, It's going to get a little bit hairy right here. I can already tell you right now because I don't like the look in Bo's eye. No,
3: some people just aren't good at scheming. Like, I ambushed you guys on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm good at scheming. I don't care about
1: it. I don't care if you know what I'm up to. It doesn't mean you know what I'm doing. I don't (laughs) like the crazy. I I shouldn't have forewarned you. I
4: was like, you know, I'm going to take this all the way to this segment before I tell him what the Top 5 Tuesday topic is. By the way, Ding, it is top professional wrestlers of all time. Uh, An ode to my favorite. And I'll I'll give this away. My favorite is Sting. He's retiring this weekend. He's not on my top five list. I tried to be objective about this. I tried to look at it and say, personality-wise, commanding the ring, presence, uh, entrance music, all the above, persona. I tried to go there. All right. I am not. I've been. I've been flipping back and forth. I'm not going to do an honorable mention before I start the list. We'll do it afterward. (laughs) All right, because I don't want to give anything away.
1: Well, we maybe, maybe. We, we, what we'll mean, we'll see if we have time. What do you mean, maybe? We're not going to just commit to things we don't know we can follow through with. Well, I, I know that I can follow through with not doing an argument first. Well, <laughs> I, just, I, know I don't that know I can do what
3: this. you have schemed up. I know right. you do your thing. Let's see all what right. happens.
4: Let's start from the top. Number five. All right, here's, here's what we got. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the, the height and weight and where they're hailing from. All right, you ready for this? At six foot five, 260 pounds, coming from Miami, Florida. Any guesses? The Rock. Everybody just breathe it on in.
0: If you smell what The Rock is cooking.
1: I love it. That's not corporate rock, I don't think either. I, I think that's like the nation rock. of domination. Was run. there any music. better pop, any better
4: pop than when this man comes out to this music? raises that eyebrow and drops the people's elbow on you the rock coming in at number 5 uh, I mean you know
1: it's it's um Dude, don't ju- you don't just stop do not dare try to tell me he's not a top 5 wrestler I no i think he might be he could be low on some people he might be a little low on that, that list compared from- to him okay. I, I don't i don't That's disagree fair. with these top 5 i don't disagree that he's at 5 yeah. um I know who number one and two should be, and if they're not it, then you're going to have issues. <laughs> Don't y'all dare oh, cool. try to subcategory I mean, I'm tiff.
4: not. I'm not. I'm just Let waiting on you... Tiff to be like, there's a, like a top five I'm from not. the Attitude era I'm and not. from WWE and WWF. You know what? And Keep WWF. your list going. Keep Can it we, moving. Top five from the New World Order Keep and top it five moving. from uh, the okay. Money Nitro era. Um,
3: let's
4: go. Everybody go with the – Yeah. Um, everybody's no, going. Yes, that's fine. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Number four. Number four. Four, I right. hailing out of I believe Charlotte, North Carolina. Rick fire. Six foot one, <laughs> two hundred and forty-three pounds. Woo! In Atlanta and Charlotte staple, Ric Flair, the Sporting nature boy, staple. the nature boy, the nature boy tip, a 50-year career in professional wrestling, uh, the the figure four himself, the four horsemen, Ric Flair, that had to have been on the list.
1: All right, let's work
4: through these. Let's Come on now. now. Let's no, Jackie. no, I, so I'm not going to leave you any time at the back of my segment. See, here's so the thing.
1: I'm trying to do something very cool for your segment All and right. maybe, maybe get a little pub, but if you won't, just work through this <laughs> list. All right, let's move on.
4: Number three. Number three, guys. We're gonna go to somebody that's probably number one on most people's list, and I think to, to Tiff's point earlier about some of the heights and weights on here. He's built at six foot seven, three hundred and two pounds. Um, I don't know that you'll be able to guess just based on that, but his ring hometown uh, when he enters the ring is Hollywood, California.
1: Well, that's uh, six foot seven. <laughs> I mean, that's Hogan. Six foot that's Hogan. He used to be. Play the
4: music, <laughs>
1: But that's 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 the uh, that's regular Hulk
4: Hogan. This is Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan. I didn't do the Hollywood, you know, electric guitar and all that because I think Hollywood Hogan's his own persona. It is. No, it's, uh,
1: there's two different. There are two different. Right. To me, they're two different I wrestlers. Completely I, agree. Completely agree I completely agree with completely that as well. Completely agree.
4: You know, Hollywood Hogan had the old sprayed-on black beard. You know what I mean? Well, but he might be.
1: Might be the ultimate I, I, hill. Yeah, he might be actually. That's, that, that, one of the I, I greatest moves in history. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's who uh, Tiffany thinks she is. Sometimes she's it. not. He ain't six foot seven though. I'll tell you that. Uh he's yeah. bigger than you think.
4: He's a, I, I know he's a big dude. I'm gonna be curious to see what you think about this next hide and weight. Let's move on. Number two. Number two. This guy is billed from Houston, Texas at six foot 10, 309 pounds. I he's think that you know who it is.
1: He's billed from Houston. Are you sure he's not billed from parts unknown? He might be. Or Death that's Valley? He might or be. Or Death Valley? Because that's I mean, the Undertaker, that's baby.
4: Play the music today. Out. Turn the I lights out in your room so right light. now if you're in the office. Turn the lights <laughs> out. Maybe flicker the lights so you get a little lightning bolt with it. This is one of my
3: favorites.
1: It's the greatest entrance in the, great in the history of wrestling. It's the greatest. It's the greatest character. It's the greatest character in the history of professional yes. sports I, entertainment. My it, it Dead might be man. the best character. In the, it might be the best character in the history of entertainment. Period. It's it's and and, by, and and look, this is a guy that was so freaking committed to it that he wouldn't sign autographs. Like he no, for he, until he became, um, uh, was it the the what do they call the uh, the American badass? I Thank you, uh, Day 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 Day. Man, that's my man. <laughs> um, until they did that, he was just straight laced. But yeah. when they brought back old school Taker, man, oh, that's the best. It's the All best. Right, let's get to number one.
4: Hang on, hang on. Do you? We
3: do all you agree. You think you know?
4: Do you think you
1: know what number one is? Oh, oh. yeah, I think it's Sting.
3: Well, you already. I just
1: told you it's not Sting. I told you I was trying to be objective. Uh, well, I, uh, I think that you could go a couple
4: different ways. I know. It's... Let's move on to this next number. Number one. Number one, guys. I'm just going to tell you right now. Hailing out of Austin, Texas. Oh, of course. Six foot two, two hundred and fifty two pounds. Don't call. And get a cold beer ready.
3: Come on. <laughs>
4: I'm just gonna tell you right now, The Undertaker definitely one of the best characters. But when you piece together actually wrestling, having an entrance, having an attitude about it, and being a persona, Stone Cold was the guy. Well, this, Stone Cold is an era in himself.
1: He, he was one of the greatest pushers of the Attitude Era. But I don't. I think your list is really good. I'm it's ve- good. It's strong. I'm very impressed. But what if I told you that I've seen a better 30. list out there, Day Day? Rerack it. Let's start at number five. Number five. I don't like this. He hijacked well, your segment. we're gonna we're gonna hijack this because at number five, his name they call him the Cerebral Assassin. The game Triple H, H. H. Mm. Yeah. comes in at number five, baby.
3: Time to play the game. That's
1: right. This is this guy owned it. He was a villain. Sprayed, sprayed the water out of the water he was, bottle. I, you know, I, I put him in
3: the heel Great
4: category category too. Yeah, he, he could flip-flop. He's, 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 his longevity in the in the, yes. in the
1: sport's been crazy. I actually agree with you on one of your guys. Okay. My number four. Number four. Is the man from Austin, Texas. You have my number four? Cold. Okay. That's, right. Cold. That's, That's right. criminal. That's right.
4: That is absolutely criminal. I can't believe you did that, dude. Trust me, you're, 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 I'm uh, curious to know who you're uh, three yeah, through I'm, one. I'm really, dude. I, you've, I'm struggling now. I'm struggling. Now. You have to have the Undertaker that a little bit higher than me if you're gonna have if
1: you're gonna have him at four. Number three, the movement that changed professional wrestling was partly because of. The greatest heel of all time. Yes. Number 3. Hollywood Hulk yeah. Hogan. Play the music. I mean, it was sick Dude, when he would come out to this. I could have put Hulk and Hollywood both and, on the list. And he I'm had going. the the big old belt yep. and NWO, and he would play the guitar When's on it. Keep it
3: Because I want to cool. ask you the honor my – because there's someone
4: the
1: I was thinking iconic of, but mm. not. Yeah. All right. I, I just, dude,
4: I, I'm telling you right now, you could have had both Hollywood and Hulk. In your I
1: talk. don't disagree, but yeah. I knew that you weren't going to have Hollywood. Yeah. It's because you're a nice guy. I'm a little bit of a jerk. Number two, though. A little more
4: of a spray painter. <laughs> another guy we
1: agree. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy we agree on. Uh, and I had him at number two. Again, the greatest character ever in sports entertainment. The, number two. The yeah. Dead Man. Play it.
2: Oh, <laughs> dead
1: man!
2: Dude, that oh, one
4: with, man where the warrior. lightning bolt hits the coffin and the Boom. coffin goes up in flames. Yeah. Oh,
1: when they God, buried him alive,
4: dude. 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 Us. What a. Whoever oh, the one where they buried alive.
1: him alive and it struck the tombstone and his hand pops through the dude. the grave. Oh, what a time to be alive that was.
3: Okay, uh, let me guess one. What on a time to be alive. No, wait, you have one more. I got line. number. Right.
1: I got one more. Hurry he out. is the greatest in ring entertainer Agreed. and wrestler to ever walk the face of the earth. Agreed. Probably the best
4: athlete that ever wrestled.
1: He made everyone better that ever wrestled with him. Let's get to number (laughs) one. Number one. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. (laughs) You like a lot of the bad
3: boys. And and don't
1: forget, the Attitude Era started with with DX, baby. DX started the Attitude
4: Era. Okay. I, uh, listen, I had Shawn Michaels. Online. Okay. Did you have
3: Booker T. Diamond? Uh, nope.
4: Didn't Dallas. have DDP. Didn't have Booker T. Although I aggressive as DDP for uh, Halloween one year. You did. Um, I had Shawn Michaels.
3: Hart brothers. Those were. Uh, you
4: know I the like one them. that really I really struggled with was the Macho Man. <laughs> I. I
3: no, yeah. That's why that's what
4: <laughs> Yeah, I really struggled. I just I couldn't put I couldn't put because I couldn't he was leave kind the rock of evil. Off. You
3: didn't really like you don't really like the evil.
0: He, it, like I and kind I I had bad. a I had a
4: good video of a, I had a good video of one of his interviews pulled up that I was going to play and it was like Let me tell you. And I was like dude this is well, so good but I couldn't put him in the top 5. Who had I, the better
1: top 5? No. That's what, that's what you can step call him. Wake a up. Call. Come on. Dude.
3: Which one? Step into a slime. Oh,
1: yeah. your man?
3: All right, look, we got to go here. That's Uh, fun,
1: man. I love doing that kind of stuff. You can weigh
3: in on these lists. Wake up call is next. Call us at 404-726-0929. We'll be right back here on The Morning Shift on Sports Radio 9 the game.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network
4: from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours